Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. The Endless is from 2018 and is rated TVMA. We watched it on Netflix. It had a 111 minute running time. And uh, when we look at ratings, IMDb gives it a 6.5. Metacritic gives it an 80. The Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 95, which I think Yikes. makes it the highest rating for Rotten Tomatoes critics. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 66 because... You know those guys. You know those guys. So The Endless is the movie of two brothers who escaped a cult and are going back to visit. Smart move. While the one brother is really struggling with the fact that they left it all. Yeah, but see, yeah. That doesn't so, seem like the cure. I mean, okay. it doesn't, but he thinks it is. So anyway, they go back and things get weird. They sure do. So tell me why you picked this movie. Oh, this movie. Um, For those of you who can't see him, he is like home aloneing his face right now, like hands slapped to his cheeks. He has, you know, just a super excited look on his face. He's actually flush with excitement to talk about this movie. Why aren't you letting me talk about it? Go. This movie, my friends, was one that I saw on Netflix. I saw it there and I was like, that looks interesting. Whatever. I put it in our list of potential movies to watch at that point, but not a big deal. Then later I was on the interwebs in in multiple different places. I kept seeing people say, ooh, you should see The Endless. And I forget how they said it, but they referenced it as Groundhog's Day meets something else meets an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. And so it was like, I must see this. This is for me. With all the things you like. It's time loops. What's happening? So I was kind of spoiled, honestly, just by that simple statement. But I was not spoiled for the big surprise to come, which... It, it, it blew your mind. It did. It did blow my mind. And you tried to keep it secret from me, but I, Figured even with my terrible, terrible memory, was triggered and was like, hey, this reminds me of... So, at this point, we've told you this is a spoiler cast, so we're going to talk about it. Definitely go back and watch this movie before you listen to this. Even Don't those spoil of you, this movie. Even those of you who are listening, having told me that you don't even like horror movies and you're just listening because you're our friends and you feel sorry for us because we have nobody listening to our podcast, go watch this movie. Wait, though, before you go, hang on for a second. Are we going to tell them the other thing they should do first? Yes. I mean, if they haven't watched it yet. Go watch this movie. But before you watch this movie, watch another movie called... Resolution, which is an amazing movie. Five stars I gave it several years ago. It's by the same guys. Yep. And you definitely want to go watch both of those movies. 
Go do it real quick. We'll wait. But before you leave, wait. No, wait. No, you guys leave. The ones who are still sticking around and going, I'm not going to do that. I don't watch horror movies. You guys need to know neither of these movies is particularly frightening. They Mm-mm. are. They feature like an existential dread, horror, horror of the world. Yeah. But they're not going to scare you in a scary sense. And they're not overly gory or No, they're not gory nasty. at all, I don't think. Well, well, this one has some gore. Yeah. But yeah, they're not very gory at all. And they they are very adult. They feature a ton of profanity. The first movie, especially, Resolution, is wall-to-wall profanity, more than any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's so good, and the lines are so hilarious. So go, go watch them. Now we're waiting for you. Welcome back. Oh, okay, now time. we can go on with our review. First line, first shot of The Endless. Yes, definitely. First shot is a well-traveled box being dropped on somebody's doormat. It's got lots of stamps on it and stuff. It's, you know, obviously been through the mail. And the first line is, that box has been opened. There's a, a cassette, like an old cassette tape. Somebody's gone out and found something that can play this old cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. Like at a rummage sale or whatever. They're playing it, and the first line in that recording is... Hi, and it's uh, somebody from this cult who is saying, you know, oh, if you get here and we're not here, like, don't worry well, about us. The, aliens the Ascension, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, and that right there is the very first connection with Resolution. Right off the bat, it begins the same way Resolution does, with a message being sent from the wilderness to a person who's going out there. And more spoilers, the two guys in this movie are the writers of Resolution. And they also are in resolution, which you would know because, well, you wouldn't know unless you check, because the footage of the young versions of them in this movie is actually footage from resolution, which is awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they they get this recording. We're just going to jump right in. The recording is being sent out by this alien being that lives out in the the woods where the cult is and is essentially my understanding from these two movies is that this alien being is essentially using humans for entertainment yeah i guess so and the recordings and things the messages like it sends out tapes occasionally or or polaroids drop from the sky any kind of older technology it's like that discussion in our thing about the boy of old but not ancient technology right that's a little mysterious so it's using those older technologies to communicate with them but in an effort to manipulate their behavior toward what it sees as something dramatic and entertaining right quite possibly and that's that's the little twist here not a twist to the movie, but a twist in the scenario is the movie Resolution, to me, this is my interpretation, is a movie about the nature of stories. And it basically ends the monster in Resolution is us, the viewers. And we are demanding a satisfying dramatic conclusion from these guys who just want to leave and not suffer Mm -hmm. and so basically we're we're the monster and we're guilty of forcing these guys to suffer for our entertainment and it's this amazing meta narrative and it's crazy i love that movie and this movie kind of ruins that a little bit because it takes that allegorical 
meta concept and says okay here's that monster and here he really is in a larger context in a more hollywood context that was resolutions kind of a tiny indie sort of movie whereas this one's much more big in hollywood with lots of characters and i don't know it, it get it makes it sci-fi is it really so much ruining that though no, like can't we not. still be like we are the monsters maybe but this is what i thought was cool about it even though it takes that thing and does something else with it, is that this movie is basically a sequel, even though I have to say the director has specifically said it's not a sequel, it's something in the same universe. But, you know, it's supposed to be the same monster and such, but it's telling a completely different story. Like, all the real elements, all the elements of the world of the story are the same thing, but what we get out of it now is different, I think. And I was up at 5.30 this morning thinking about this for a long time, so what would you say you got out of it this time? I see two things. And with resolution, I went on the internet and read all kinds of stuff. I maybe should do that again because smarter people than me know stuff. But this is what I was seeing was, one, it definitely talks about sibling relationships, obviously. Very much so. Even at the very beginning before the first shot, there's yeah. quotes. I forget who that one quote is from, but it, it says something about how, you know, siblings wait until... A really appropriate time to express their feelings for one another like the deathbed you know it's yeah. like making a point of saying siblings have this deep connection and often struggle to express it yeah yeah and that happened throughout the movie but the bigger metaphysical kind of thing is this idea of the time loops and this is really straightforward because some one of the characters even says this this idea that everybody goes through their life doing the same thing over and over and they're caught in a loop and you got to break out of it and not just be living by rote and one of the characters in the movie says something in fact it's the junkie from resolution who says that you get caught in this pattern you have to break out right away or you're going to be stuck forever which is the premise of the movie that's the magic mm -hmm. they're dealing with mm -hmm. but i think that's also the metaphor is that you've got to not fall in so it's an analogy for those like those ruts in our behavior those how we approach it at my place of work where we talk <laughs> a lot about the habits that we develop is that you have yeah. these neural pathways that are yeah, that's established and actual that actual physical right effects. right that we fall into very easily and even when you try to change it takes so much more effort after you have developed a pathway yes and remember you were able to get out when you were a kid but now that you're an adult you're going to toe the line you aren't going to be able to see the the options oh, in front yeah. of you you're just going to follow the path set before you <gasps> that is amazing yep i think you found it that's what they were doing and that they were talking great. about it i like too that all the time loops had different time frames to them yeah, like there was awful yeah there was the one guy who was just like stuck in like a four or five second loop where he just kept dying yeah. over and over and over again because the one of the premises is that the the monster would reset your time loop and if you didn't die of your own volition by a certain point then the monster caused you to die and and apparently it's not good no several of the characters were like, I would much rather do it myself than go, you know, let let him do it. And I, some of that was a control thing, but also I think it was not a not a yeah. kind death. Now, so the cult 
itself. Yeah. So they were in the longest time loop. Their time loop was 10 years. Are, do we know that? I was wondering about that. I feel like we do know that. Because here's a question, though. I'm not sure that it, it was because they were all still young and that was at the end of their time loop. Like, they weren't any older than they were when those guys left 10 years ago. So I think those guys left at the end of the time loop the first time. So they, they were rescued from a car fire. Oh, that fire makes sense. Yeah. When, probably when they were fairly young. And they spent something less than 10 years growing up in this cult. And the older brother got to this point of challenging what he had been told right, I think, right as the time loop was starting was getting ready to restart yeah. because they were because he was convinced that there was going to be a, a mass suicide and so he got his brother out they left and then they come back and and the brothers have aged 10 years and the people in the cult have not yeah and there so are definitely a lot of clues about the yeah groups. yeah but they didn't they left far enough away from the end that they didn't know um he didn't know about the one woman who was there looking for her husband yeah she well she obviously came in later yeah and another connection oh it's all right tied her, her together. husband was mike mike who was resolution yes who was the buddy who showed up to help his his yeah. uh meth head friend and she's like he just disappeared in the woods well he got stuck in a time loop she went looking for him and got stuck in a different time loop yeah and Which neither one of them knew how long they had been there and I desperately wanted to see their kid because they both mentioned their kid oh, who they had left behind. Yeah, left with their parents. And I desperately wanted to see their kid and see how old he was because <laughs> he was probably 10 years older than they thought he was. Yeah. So there's just so many things. It's crazy. So we were talking about the cult and their 10-year time loop. Mm -hmm. So they died at the end in a very strange way. Right, they they were just charred to ashes. Do you think that was the alien or the monster did that to them, or it that seems like it? Because they could. I don't know how they could have done that to themselves. Yeah, and that kind of so maybe that's their weird belief. The ascension is we have to let him take us. Right, because they they went else around. Knows that's bad. Right. They went around the fire pit and were like all, it was all yeah. very ritualistic. Like they were in a circle and they all, you know, had had their fancy last meal. But the guy who was in charge, and I don't remember what his name was. Now, he wasn't in charge. He was very clear <laughs> about that. But the one who talked the most. <laughs> Which is not necessarily a good trait. Right. He very clearly and confidently, honestly, I think, said there has never been a suicide on this property that I know of. Oh, so yeah. I sort of feel Maybe like that that's... was that was, you know, us being told these guys they don't bail early. That's a good call. I'm sure that's that's what they were saying. Yeah. Huh. Which everybody else is like, yeah, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to get out of here so it's not as horrible as it could be. And I wonder if that's a, a construct of how long their time loops are. I mean, if you have to die every four seconds, that might be a little more traumatic than if you die every 10 years. I don't know. Uh, I can't imagine the, the four second guy. Like, that's not a survivable existence, he, even though he you can't stop. pretty miserable. Yeah. It was pretty sad. I was fascinated by how the... Um, how the characters were retaining their memories through the loops. 
Yeah, but then there was a weird thing. The guys from Resolution, we saw them start their loop over, and they were acting like it was all new to them. They were like, hey, it's me. Nice to see you. I don't think yeah. that made sense. It was weird. It did seem to fly in the face of everything else that we had seen from the cult people who kept talking, you know, kept referencing, you know, the million hours it takes to become a a master at something. And they're like, well, if you live to be 115, um, (laughs) not a problem. Or if you go through this loop often (laughs) enough. Right. Yeah. And they all had their thing that they were a master of, you know, they all had a hobby. It was a cult full of hobbyists. (laughs) Right. They all had something that they had learned how to do really, really well. And the four second time loop guy, when he saw that, I don't remember if it was Justin or Aaron who was there looking yeah. in the window at him, but he eventually saw that somebody was watching him and tried to warn him away, but it took several loops yeah. for him to be able to do it. And I mean, and he so right he away was, was... totally aware. Yeah. So that's weird. I, oh, seems like a mistake even. Because, I mean, they referenced... I don't know why they did it. I feel like they threw it in because they liked the joke of... Yeah. The one, the the meth head guy saying, oh, if I have to listen, oh, no, no, the other guy, Mike, yeah. showing up, if I have to listen to you say, oh, hey, Mike, dude, you know, whatever, one more time, you know, like yeah. it was just a funny joke, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It's weird. So I have a question for you about the end of this movie. Okay. In the end, they zoomed the car out through the barrier apparently just in the nick of time or not and that's i saw somebody else say oh it seems like these guys are stuck in a big 10-year time loop you know where they leave and come back every 10 years that doesn't make a lot of sense because it's not localized but also it got weird after they left you know we saw the birds circling out there and i don't know it it almost seemed like they were driving the wrong way and the brother said the gas tank is always empty which could have just been a thing but it could have also meant something like every time it's empty were they free or were they in their own larger loop that's an interesting question i felt like they were free like i saw the birds and when i saw the birds it looked to me i was relieved for them because i'm like Within the time loops, the birds all flew in these very specific circles. Mm-hmm. Circles were like a, a, a shape circles. that was all over in this. They just kept flying in the circles. And in this case, at the end, it was, you know, a big flock of birds like the house starlings do where they all, you know, yeah. swoop around and they're all going in the same direction and everything. But then they flew off screen. Like it was, mm-hmm. they were swirly, but they weren't circling. And then the interaction about the gas tank felt more to me like because the younger brother was like i want to stay in this cult and he was mostly doing it because it was something that he it was a decision that he could make and as soon as the older brother was like fine do what you want and i'll stay with you because obviously i can't leave you here and like immediately he's like oh wait i get to make the decision well then let's get out of here like that's all i wanted (laughs) so it felt like a continuation of that where the older brother was trying to control the situation like uh the gas tank is on empty like let me fix this for you and then he you know he backed off he's like whatever you do it you if if you fail to solve this problem fine you get to fail to solve the problem yeah but i t- i see your point with both of those things 
And I suspect the writers were probably happy to leave it a little ambiguous. I'm sure they were. So I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. If you were stuck in a cult where your every need was taken care of, which is sort of what it seemed like. I mean, yeah, provided nice. provided your every need didn't involve going outside of the, <laughs> the cult. If you were in this cult that was looping every 10 years, what hobby would you choose <laughs> to become a master of? And they were they went from everything from like magic to painting to yeah. charcoal drawings to cooking, I think, uh, making clothing. Well, that's everything. the the problem is they're limited to what's in that space, which is why my choice would be making board games because awesome and you can do them with that stuff. I couldn't do computer games, so. Right, right. Ah, I think that's a that sounds good. I'd also work on some music making probably. Kind of yeah. have to. What about you? What are you up to? I don't know. I've never I thought about this last night, actually, when I wrote the question down. Yeah. And the only hobby I've tried, I've dabbled in a lot of different things throughout my life. The only hobby I've really stuck with for any period of time has been needlework. Oh, I thought you were going to say writing. No, because I went long periods of time where I never did any writing. Yeah. And I feel more like that's a, I don't know, that's like a work thing. It's like I would definitely be doing that. But the hobby, like the just, I'm just doing this because I can learn to get really good at it because I have all the time <laughs> in the world, literally. It would be something needlework related. Like I, I cross stitch and I knit and I sew and whatever. I would want to learn how to like make truly artistic quilts or um, embroidery or something taking like what I what is currently a functional level skill that I have and turn it into an artistry. Yeah. Now that, the sad thing that got me thinking of was that you create all that, take you 10 years to make one, and then it's gone, and you start over. But I would start over <laughs> with such greater skill and knowledge yeah, that it would. wouldn't take me 10 years. It's true. And it would just be purely for the, the love of creating it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, and they, like, they sell the beer and stuff for their income. Like, you could sell it, but you can't because they were obviously weren't selling to people outside of their their bubble. Well, I think they must have. I bet, because the beer thing, I, I think they must have had somebody who comes by and trades with them. You know, like somebody Oh, right, because people their can beer come in as long as they leave. Yeah. Huh. Seems like it would have to be something like that. Huh. It's a weird situation. Yeah. Interesting. So there are so many other things to talk about with this All movie. Of and the you, just even the the meta-ness of it and the symbolism of it and everything. We could talk for multiple time loops about it. We could just keep talking forever. But we can't. So Soli, why did you pick this movie? <laughs> Oh, wait, I picked it. Never mind. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Actually, one thing we didn't mention yet, the struggle. Yep. What is that about? It's weird. I'm not sure. I mean, it definitely felt like like they were describing it, like a, a thing you do at a, um, you know, a retreat. Like uh-huh. working on yourself like, by pulling like on this rope. Walking on hot coals or something. Yeah, totally like one of those things. But 
I mean, obviously the monster was pulling on the rope. So, like, the monster plays with them. It held the baseball up and... Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't know why. So, I feel like it's very important that um, Aaron was not able to pull the rope the first time. Yeah. And then... He made a fishing knot. Which was special. And used that, like, looped the rope around him with this special knot. And fishing was, like, his chosen hobby. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, then he was able to pull the rope. And, like, he won. Um, and then when Justin went to do it, Justin was, like, actively denying his chosen hobby, which was photography. Yeah. And he was not able... In fact, the rope, like like was yanked out of his hand and like gave him a rope burn. Yeah. So I feel like there's some something really important there where where like them choosing their hobbies and choosing to improve themselves was something that made the monster happy somehow, like that the monster would give them a win yeah. in the struggle, but it Maybe didn't so. it didn't carry over to any like larger thing. It makes me wonder if it would be possible for them to eventually escape from the monster's grasp somehow using these things hmm. that they're developing mastery of. Well, maybe that's the whole I mean, it wouldn't work for most of the loops. Maybe the monster doesn't have a lot of control, but maybe that's his whole thing is he's trying to make them amazing and then send mm-hmm. them out into the world eventually i don't know it's very weird i don't know either but i definitely feel like the the struggle was a really important part of the sh- the movie and it was something i didn't i didn't get yeah i really didn't so i don't know what it could mean i think there's a lot of stuff that i didn't get here another thing that i think was important and that i didn't understand was at one point there's a film projector that mm-hmm. that is like when Aaron and, and Justin um, leave from this trailer that they've been at, there's a projector there that shows a clip of them leaving and then it pans <laughs> over to the projector, which is then showing a film with the <laughs> clip of them leaving and projecting it's panning over to the projector and it kind of does this it's infinite loop thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden the projector goes flying like way out to the horizon, like out into the wilderness. So it felt like the monster was irate at this loop that, you know, this other loop that had happened. But what does that mean? I don't know. There's to some extent, it seemed like the monster was mad at Justin for escaping and taking his brother. You know, that could explain the rope burn and being mad at them. So it tosses the projector and, attacking him underwater sort of but not stopping mm-hmm. him no so I don't and know. giving him a message like it clearly wanted him to go down there it told him yeah. to go down there with the, with the uh polaroid pictures and then he found a box with a message yeah but it wasn't a message he wanted it was a bad message it was, that's uh, true made him feel bad so revealed his secrets huh. he was slapping him around yeah it's very because like that the projector scene and that again that trailer was in resolution i want to go back and see it and see how that ties in but it that scene really did seem significant that it smacked the projector away and there was the multiple loops and but what is that i don't know Hmm. there's something going on there (sighs) 
They ask a question in the movie that I thought was an interesting question. Can you have power over yourself if you give up any amount of authority to someone else? It seems like that is a choice, right? Like you're exerting power over yourself to say, I'm going to go ahead and do what you say for now or whatever it is you're going to do. Like that isn't that power over yourself to make that choice? I think so. But within the context of when it was asked, I believe it was the meth guy who asked it. Mm. And they were talking about it within this context of as soon as you give the monster authority over you once, that's it. You're done. Yeah. And and this, you know, I guess the premise of the movie on many levels was that you don't get a lot of second chances. Like it was definitely one time and then you're stuck forever. So, yeah. I don't know. Cuz I tend to agree with you. Like That's there, interesting. It's not a an all or nothing thing, but it also f- seems like, you know, it's a slippery slope maybe. Yeah. Which it certainly could be. You're losing yourself. Well, even outside, you know, like the cult was sort of like, forget time loops. When you're in a cult, you're letting other people make decisions for you. Mm-hmm. They escaped the cult and Aaron still was trapped in this relationship Ooh. where Justin was making decisions for him. And the whole big solution was for him to get control of his life. Right, and he was choosing, wow. his way of choosing to get gain control of his life was to be like, you know what, I want to choose who tells me what to do. If that's my only choice, I want to choose. Which is why he was choosing to go back to the cult, and even after he knew it was a time loop, he was going to choose to stay in the time loop. Yeah. But I think purely for the fact that it was a choice he made. Whoa. Which he probably would have come to regret once he was stuck there. Oh, solely this is a free will thing. This is deep. Uh-huh. Ratings. My rating for The Endless is, without hesitation, a five. Woo! I'm half tempted to use the five plus, <gasps> but I don't feel like I've given enough fives <laughs> this year to warrant the need of a five plus. Mm -hmm. Um, This is most definitely a five though. Everything about it worked for me. The story in particular, it's it's a complex story. It really is. Anytime you've got time (laughs) manipulation happening, it's, I mean, that's some of the worst movies involve (laughs) time travel and stuff because it's so easy to get it wrong and to and to make it obviously broken this didn't have a whole lot of that i mean we found a couple things but not a whole lot and i love the complexity done well and then to find out at one point where he's walking up onto the house and i'm like hey remember that movie where the whole thing (laughs) took place in this house And you started to laugh like that was the kicker right there. That's the plus right there. That is such a plus. I'm giving it a five plus. Really? I am. I'm giving it a five plus. It would have been a five all by itself. And then when it was like, oh, hey, nudge, nudge. Remember this other movie we made? It's even more awesome now. That's the plus. And we didn't even hint about it. This is not resolution to Electric Boogaloo. No. We're just going to make a movie and we're going to surprise you with it. Yep. Five plus. What's your rating? Okay. Five plus volcano sticks out of five. 
This is something I was gonna say five, but since you five plus did, I'm going you have with the to five plus. Yeah, it is. I could tell what was happening way early on before there were clues. Well, there were clues like in the very first scene, which I didn't catch. But from the look and the sound, there was this sound in the background and the look of everything and the way it was lit. Like the whole time I wanted to say like, this is almost hazy. The whole movie is like hazy, like old film reel footage of your family from the 70s, Mm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's the look of resolution. And I'm like, this is just like it. And then I started to realize more and more. And I'm like, oh, that's the monster. It's the same monster. So exciting. Yeah. And yeah, then I had to look it up. And then when you saw that, I had to pause it. And we had to have a whole chat. Uh-huh. This kind of movie is my kind of movie. This isn't exactly this, but the, like the, the concept is a movie with almost no action. Nothing but philosophical discussion. Few characters in an enclosed space, all they do is talk about something philosophical and then it gets weird and nothing makes sense. That's a movie for me. There was a point after you had looked something up and gone, oh, and then like, oh, I have a secret I'm going to tell you later. Yeah. There was a point where I'm like, oh, we're going to find out that this movie is based on some Clive Barker book or something. <laughs> because, and and I say that, I don't know how people are going to interpret that because I think anybody who knows who Clive Barker is will be like, ooh, that sounds amazing. No, Clive Barker is amazing, nightmarish in how bizarre and convoluted his stories get. (laughs) And like, I don't use his name as necessarily a compliment. I do. I know you do. But it it edged into that. And like, as I'm listening to you describe all of these things, I'm like, you're describing what sounds to me like a horrifically boring movie. No, it's so amazing. But it is amazing. They did it so, so well. And they explained the philosophical stuff well enough that I could keep up and feel smart watching this movie and not yep, uh, like that's some. what I like for yeah. sure cuz there are definitely lots and lots of really smart philosophical movies out there that leave me going well that was dumb because I <laughs> feel stupid and cuz I know I don't understand yeah, it Rotten Tomatoes audience Exactly Yeah amazing All right that's that I'm Audi Okay, I'll meet you at the beginning of this 45-minute loop. Okay, but let's say everything exactly the same so no one knows the difference. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I'm... (laughs) Just kidding.